What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Straight Facts, a sports show that educates and entertains. But this time, we're focusing mostly on the entertainment in this lockdown. I'm sitting here with my right-hand man, as always, Jit Galley, and joining us, a special guest today, head coach of Villanova football and our good friend, Mark Ferrante. Mr. Ferrante, head coach, thank you so much for joining us today. Being willing to take the time to, uh, to talk with us and chat. Appreciate you guys having me. It's good to see both of you guys. Good to see you doing these fun things and uh, exciting wow in the world of sports and uh glad to, glad that i could help out of course of course you're staying healthy right because us us phoenix phone man we gotta we're, we're the backbone we gotta make sure we're staying healthy and safe and all that through all this we're trying we're trying <laughs> I'm, I'm eating better than i ever have since i'm stuck in the <laughs> there you go three regular meals in a day so that's a good thing we're, we're, you're hoping your players are doing the same thing right from their houses exactly. everyone's having to go through this quarantine situation so, so tell me coach um how, how has this affected you know, your program, or maybe you personally, you know, being a head coach, how, how has this really thrown you sideways? Yeah, it's been crazy. Um, you know, just to give you a little background as to how it happened at our place, because it's everywhere now, obviously, throughout the whole country. But what happened at our place was, you know, our guys were already on spring break. So they got back from spring break. And um, after they were back just for that first week is when this all started. So they got back on uh, Monday, I believe it was the 10th and then the 12th was the Wednesday when this went sideways. Mm-hmm. Friday is when we got the word where uh, our guys had all leave campus. So, you know, the big thing was trying to make sure everyone had a way home, had an opportunity to get back with their family safely. Uh, you know, the, the number one concern we we're all having, and not just for our program, not just for, uh, you know, athletic department, but the whole campus as a whole, just trying to make sure the whole Villanova community student population, so on and so forth, could, uh, you know, get out of there and get home. And I'm sure we still have some international students still on campus from what I understand. But, you know, it was, uh, that was the first thing, trying to make sure that, you know, we got the email on Friday afternoon. It was like four in the afternoon when we heard about, you know, everyone leaving campus and uh, they wanted everyone out by Sunday at noon. So Mm. gave them, uh, you know, two days. (laughs) Right. Wow. Get on out. It was wild. And, uh, you know, the first thing that we all did, like I said, is just communicate with our players. We had meeting with them Thursday morning just to try to get them up to speed with what's going to happen with online classes. And that's before we got to the point we are now. This was going to be maybe a two-week, you know, break from class and so on. But, you know, now it's gone the whole semesters. Everyone's canceling everything around the country and around the world. So it's been crazy. But that was our first concern off the bat, getting our guys home safe and make sure they're going to be taken care of. Right. And coach, now that this uh, thing starts to lengthen out and, you know, there, there could potentially be a scenario where a couple months from now things still haven't progressed. Have you heard anything heading into next year, how this might affect whether it be recruiting or the, or the schedule of the year? Right. Yeah. There's a lot going on uh, right now. As a matter of fact, uh, having you guys on with uh, having me on with you guys today, this is my fifth zoom <laughs> meeting of the day. So we have a lot of meetings. we've been hearing a lot of information. Um, you know, all of spring is canceled. Everything's been canceled all the way up through commencement. So really most universities that I've heard and seen and more specifically our university at Villanova, um, you know, that takes us into May and uh, the NCA put a recruiting dead period on things. So normally this time of year, if we were on campus, 
and, uh, you know, high school students, prospects wanted to come by and catch a spring ball or something like that, they, they could do that. We couldn't go out and see them just yet anyway, but um, they could come see us. And where it is right now is it's back into a, what they call a dead period. So no interaction with no in-person contact with any uh, student athlete at the high school level and, and uh, the collegiate level and so on. So really that goes until April 15th. I don't know if they'll lift that by then because as you just mentioned, Jake, who knows how long this thing's going to uh, you know, go on for. So Usually when we get to April 15th and then into May is when we have our spring evaluation period and we're able to go on the road and visit uh, student athletes at their schools and so on. So I, it doesn't look like that's going to be happening. Um, summer camps are up in the air as far as our prospect camps and overnight camps and those type of things. Oh, that hurts. That hurts. You know, I went to uh, a football camp when I was young and I remember those things. That was, that was, I went two years in a row. It was beautiful. So that, 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 that hit home a little bit right there, Coach. I, I, I can't have that. I need that up and running. We haven't gotten to that point yet because our months of uh, being able to do those is yeah. in July. So that hasn't been canceled yet, but who knows what's going to happen with that. Um, they uh, canceled the March SAT and ACT, which I know a lot of the high school guys are nervous about that because the March and uh, May test are the ones they really want in their junior year. If they want to be recruited for this coming fall, uh, you know, during their senior year, the spring, the spring test time is an important time for the, the recruits that are out there. So I know that that's been canceled. So the next opportunity, the student athletes in high school are going to have to take a test and get a, you know, get a score that they may need to go to a place like Villanova or anywhere else uh, might not happen until June. So it's got a lot of people uneasy right now. And there's a lot of changes in as far as what's going on right now at Villanova. We are not supposed to go back to campus until at the very earliest, April 15th. Uh, when we get to April 15th, they're going to reassess that. Our semester's done. It's going to be online for the rest of the semester, which takes you to the first week of May. So the next time we're going to see our guys and our student athletes um, is when they come back, whenever they have the opportunity to come back and grab their uh, stuff out of the room and move out for the semester. Because a lot of our guys left their stuff there, not knowing that the semester was going to be, you know, finalized while they were home right and first of all just real quick i love that every time you talk about your players you say student athlete like you make sure that that student part is i can hear it you make sure that, that student part is emphasized that's important but going off of what you just said i mean you're talking about how you know no spring football you know contact may be pushed back to you're saying may or june does this change your recruiting game plan as a head coach at all? Do you maybe some guys that you thought maybe, you know, didn't have an interest in going over, you weren't going to go after? Are you circling back to some players? Are you crossing some players off? Like, does this change of, uh, you know, who you're going after? Because now you have maybe an elongated period. Yeah, it definitely has changed. And, you know, over the years, recruiting has changed anyway. Uh, it seems to be getting done earlier and earlier. And the higher the level you go to, you know, the FBS and then trickle all the way down through us at the FCS level and all the way through, it seems like the senior year performance isn't looked at as much as the junior year performance. Mm -hmm. And and then once you get the junior film, then it takes you into those summer prospect camps, which I think are huge and super valuable. We've gotten quite a few of our commitments over the last four to five years from live evaluations in our summer camp combined with the junior film and the, you know, obviously the junior transcript. So um, yeah, it's been weird. What I'm noticing and I've read a few articles and seen some things online about what has been trending, I guess, if you will, with this year's class is um, 
it seems like the guys that are going to be heading into their senior year in high school, the ones that were recruiting the 2021s, um, it seems like they're getting a little more anxious. It seems like they're a little uneasy and uncertain as to what is going on. And, um, you know, we don't have any verbal commitments yet, but uh, some schools are receiving verbal commitments. And this is early. This is March. February was this uh, regular signing period for this past class, and now you're getting guys committed into February and March. And that trend has been going on. Like I said, with the, the bigger the school, the more that's been developing. We haven't uh, done as much of that early, early stuff as we have. You know, May, June, July camps are the ones that we've really uh, focused on the last couple of years to uh, get that live evaluation if we can. But right now, I don't know the exact number off the top of my head. We did have a conversation with the staff about it today and went over the guys that we are actively recruiting. We went over the guys that we have extended a verbal offer to so far. Obviously, you can't talk about that uh, yet, but um, as far as who they are. But we've probably offered more guys in the month of March than we ever have before. So it's making everyone probably uh, do things a little earlier than yeah they have in the past or maybe they're comfortable with and you know to be honest with you right now we're not together as a staff so you're not spending any time of your day uh you know let's say the offensive staff watching film and getting ready and looking at things for next year the defensive staff looking at things for next year obviously we're not with our players so we don't have those hours of meetings with them and practice time in the spring uh, practice that we have and so on so again as we talked about with our staff today the one thing we kind of can do because it's all, you know, film evaluation and it's easy to do these type of things. We can get on the, uh, a Zoom with the staff and still have face-to-face -face encounter. Yeah, all right. Recruiting is the thing we can probably do, um, you know, remotely better than all the other stuff. So we're probably a little ahead of the game uh, from our perspective when it comes to the recruiting for uh, the 2021s um, due to the fact that we're all stuck at home and we have more time on our hands to watch high school film. So, you know, for all those high school guys out there that might want to look at Villanova and have an opportunity for us to evaluate them, you know, they should be sending it to us, send it to our area coaches, send it to our positional guys. Send, I don't care how we get it. Right, e get it, post it now. E but at emails, this point, yeah. Right, emails, DMs, social media, but if they want to drop it to us, we'd be more than happy to evaluate it and get it going. All right, you, everyone out there listening, you heard it here on Straight Facts. Coach Ferrante wants your game. It got to be good game tape, though, Coach. Like, we want good game tape. Yeah, we want guys that can play, <laughs> and we want guys that want to get a great education. So it goes. Right, there you go. There you go. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so we're going to shift gears a little bit here because this is a conversation that I've had, uh, you know, with, with people many times before. It sometimes goes either way, but you, you hear Villanova, Coach. And you hear a lot that people call it a basketball school. It's not really called a football school much. There's been much success that you've seen on the gridiron. Now, if you had to convince someone, hey, Villanova is a football school, how would you how would you convince somebody of that? Well, to be honest with you, um, when we go in there and we're talking about football, they know that's why we're there. Mm -hmm. uh, but I use it the opposite way. We use it as a, a known basketball school to our advantage. What we do is we talk to our recruits and their families. Imagine how many people in the country have seen Villanova basketball on television, especially in the recent years with two national championships in the last four years and who knows what would have happened this year. So, you know, it's a brand. The V is branded and, and everyone recognizes it. So it enhances uh, everybody's uh, marketability that graduates from Villanova just by the number of times that Villanova basketball is on television. So I don't try to, you know, go against it or anything like that. We use it to our advantage. 
you know, recruits come on official visits, you know, football recruits or any other sport for that matter, and we get to take them down to Wells Fargo or we take them in the Fitterman Pavilion for a basketball game. That's a pretty exciting oh, time. Oh. <laughs> you know, you, you've oh. been there. Oh, yeah. don't you got me. Like, if I'm sitting on the other side of the table, you got me. What do I stop? What do you I stop? Know, you're, you're a regular in some of them games, James. I've I, seen try, I try, man. I try. I'm, so, I'm, trying, um, I'm trying to get this man to go with me to a couple. I'm I've trying been to one. I, I was building. Yeah, there you one go. Game, it was a lot of fun. One game, it was live, so he knows. It was a lot. But, of fun. You know, I mean, we're we're in the FCS, so you know the people that we compete against and primarily recruit against. Uh, you know, we have a pretty good reputation in the world that we live in, and you know, we did win a championship in 2009. Now that's a long time ago, so we'd obviously like to try to go back and have an opportunity to get another one of those, and that's what our guys talk about and, and and that's what our players strive for obviously everyone wants to get to that championship game um, but we've been having a lot of success in, in the football world that we live in and uh, you know it's something that we talk about we sell the three coach the three selling points really for Villanova football uh, when we go in and talk to the recruits and talk to their families is if you want to go to a place where you can get a great education that'll open a lot of doors for you when your football season or career is over and then play a great level of football. You know, we play in the FCS, we play Delaware, we play James Madison, all those guys. Next year we play Wake Forest. The year after that we play Penn State. So we do have, we do have some big games on the roster. You know, Jake, you, you got your Temple shirt on. We've, That's right, yeah. <laughs> we've played Temple in the past. We'd, we'd love to play them again. I think we get a great draw down there. You know, they get a real good crowd. We get a real good crowd for that game. So we play those FBS level games and then play in probably what everyone considers to be the top FCS level in the country. So or in the FCS league in the country, um, you know, obviously North Dakota State and their league out there might want to argue that. But um, you know, we talk about that's what we talk about. And it's, and it's not just trying to convince a guy that, uh, you know, we're a great football program. As I was saying earlier, James, and you already alluded to the fact, if someone's looking to go somewhere and strictly for football, uh, Villanova's probably not for them. You know, we got to have the academic piece. We got to have the guy who wants to go out and give back to the community and be a, a good guy. And, you know, there's enough people out there for everyone to find what they're looking for. So we just want to make sure we have the right fit. And it's, again, someone who wants to get a great education, play a great level of football, and be a great human being. And that's the, that's kind of the sales pitch that we use when we go out there talking about Villanova football. That, and you make that last one hard to hard to say no to. You want to be a great human being. If I turned on Nova, I'm like, hey, <laughs> well, I'm not saying you're not a great that's human being if you, don't, if you don't come. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We just want guys that want to give back to the community. Yeah. That's, yeah. And, and you guys have built a great program. And yeah, I was in person to watch you guys take down – uh, the Temple Owls, and, and you played them really well. Uh, and speaking of where the Temple Owls play, Lincoln Financial Field, I remember growing up, obviously James and I grew up uh, with your son Jimmy, and, and the one thing uh, that I always – that he would always bring up and look back on and I was always astonished by was your uh, relationship with Brian Westbrook. Obviously at the time, Brian Westbrook, um, an Eagles legend. What was it like uh, not only coaching Brian but getting to know Brian, the person – uh, and if you could tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, no doubt. Brian, Brian was awesome. I mean, uh, as far as his abilities, that, that goes without saying. But I do want to emphasize the fact that he is good of a player, right? As much talent as he has and as good of a player as he was at all levels, as an Eagles Hall of Famer, obviously a, 
uh, All-American at our level multiple years and still, I don't know how many records he still has in our record book. I, I think there was a couple of them that have broken, but I think at one point he had probably close to 40 uh, records at Villanova. So um, the thing I also want to talk about with Brian is, you know, he's the hardest worker probably there's ever been in our program. And we've had some really good guys that work hard and, and put their time in, but you know, and we have guys that have talent and so on, but Brian had the talent that goes without saying, as we just said, but you know, as far as, and, and we saw it early on, as far as, you know, his freshman year, he came in and, and just the way he practiced and the way he, attacked every day every drill everything he was doing you could just tell you know there was even in the first two weeks of preseason camp of his freshman year myself and some of the other coaches at the time Dave Clawson was on our staff at the time he's now the head coach at Wake Forest um, you know there was a lot of those did you see that moments or oh wow moments just in the, some of the things he was doing in practice and he, he practiced the way he wanted to play and, and I can't emphasize that enough because, you know, sometimes guys look to take shortcuts and, you know, putting in the work. It, talent alone isn't going to get you to the level that he was able to perform at. It, had the, it was the work ethic along with the talent. And, you know, just to give you guys a couple little uh, tidbits behind the scenes, Stan Drayton, who's now the associate head coach and running back coach at Texas, he's the guy that recruited Brian. He was our running back coach at the time. And he went down to DeMatha Catholic down there in D.C. And really – we recruited Brian as much off of what Stan saw him doing on the basketball court as did what he was doing on the football field because he didn't have a lot of senior film. And back then, it was pretty much all predicated off of senior film when you're looking at the mid, mid to late 90s. And, um, you know, Brian got hurt his senior year, and I think he only had maybe three games worth of film in high school senior year, but he was a two-year starting point guard for DeMatha Catholic down there. Morgan Wooten was uh, was the coach down there. At the, and, you know, the, I think Morgan Wooten's the all-time winningest high school coach in the United States and uh, has many, many Olympians. Mar um, you know, Foltz was from there and all that. So um, Brian was an all-around athlete, and Stan saw Brian dunking. And, you know, in the Eagles media guide, I think they had Brian at 5'10". He's not – uh, you know, in our media guy, we probably had him at five eight, may uh, excuse me, five nine. He might not be that either, but uh, he could dunk and he's an explosive athlete. So Stan came back and told Coach Talley, and then Coach Talley went down to visit Brian. And you know, you could just see the athletic uh, abilities that he had, and the explosion, and the agility, and the you know, speed, and just like I said, we almost recruited him as much basically on what we saw him do on the basketball court as we did on his football film. And uh, he came in and was a phenomenal player for us. And, you know, his sophomore year, if you guys recall, he's the only college player, uh, the only other player to have done what he did his sophomore year. What I'm talking about is he rushed for over a thousand and received for over a thousand yards in the same season. And um, he probably had almost 900 yards in the return game as well. So he could have had a thousand, thousand, thousand mm. in the same year if we didn't take him off the punt returns and the kickoff returns just to make sure he wasn't going to get hurt for when we need him on offense. Right. Um, I think Marcus Allen was the only one who did that at the NFL level, had a thousand yard rushing and a thousand yard receiving season at the same time. And Brian did that for us his sophomore year in 98. So uh, and he's a great guy, great dad, great husband, great father. Um, you know, he, he's got three kids at home. He lives up in Brooklyn. He has a horse farm down in Maryland. Uh, mom and dad still live in Maryland. So, 
Brian's real. I'm pretty close to Brian. Brian, we, we communicate and stay in touch quite a bit. And uh, like I said, as good as he's a player, he works that hard as well. And he's that great as a person. So, you know, like I said, that that's what we look for at Villanova. And he def definitely, uh, you know, exhibits all those traits that we're looking for. Great athlete, great person, great student. He was in a business school. So he was kind of a, no one really talked to him about how smart he was in his academics, but he was over a 3.0 student in our business school, which is saying something. So yeah, very nice. He, he had it all and uh, still does. And, you know, you guys see him around from time to time. He's still doing some stuff on radio and pregame Eagles and things like that. But, you know, he does put a lot of time into the family time. And I know he, he and his uh, family, uh, you know, spend a lot of time together, whether it be up in Brooklyn. I think they're down in Maryland because I saw him post something the other day. Uh, you know, with little Brian, Brian Jr. out on the farm riding one of the horses. So, um, you know, I think they're still down there right now during this whole craziness that we're all involved with. Yeah, and, and that's awesome to hear, Brian Westbrook, a beloved player and someone who, in my opinion, was really before his time. Like, if you drop him in today's NFL, I, I think that he would have even surpassed. I mean, I know that he, I think, led the NFL in yards uh, from scrimmage a year or two possibly, but you know, he definitely would have replicated those numbers. McCaffrey does now. Like, that's – you drop Brian Westbrook yeah. in the league, you're getting Christian McCaffrey times two, which is right. scary. Yeah, and, yeah, and – go ahead. Yeah, that's the things he definitely brings to the table because, you know, if you remember when you watched him with the Eagles, he could line up in a lot of different positions. You know, they put him in the slot. They put him out as a number one receiver. Obviously, they line him up in different places in the backfield. And, and that's where the game's gotten to. You know, you have guys that are – you know, you have your first and second down guy if you're running the ball up the middle, and then you have your third down guy. He, but he was able to do all those things, and, uh, you know, he's done a phenomenal job when he was there. And like you said, I, I do believe he would fit into today's game with the skills he had, especially receiving the ball as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and you know, you just touched on uh, Westbrook a little bit, but there are some other guys who have made it to the NFL from Villanova uh, while you have been on the coaching staff. Brian Finneran of the Falcons – um, and then also most recently, a guy who's gotten a lot of attention is uh, Tano Passanio. Am I pronouncing that last name right, by the yeah. way? Yeah, you got it. You got it, Jay. No, yeah. he's been he's enough even trying it, Coach. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so he had a great year this year. Four sacks. He had two sacks in the playoffs as well as the Chiefs end up going on to um, bring home the Lombardi. But what are some qualities in those guys that you think – day in and day out, make for a successful NFL player at that next level? Right. Well, I, I think, as we just talked about when we were talking about Brian, um, it's the work ethic, you know, because there's a lot of talented people out there. Now, Brian, 5'9"-ish, 180-ish coming out of high school, you know, there's a lot of those guys. So, so Brian probably – um, you know, had a, a, a little more challenge to be recognized and noticed and so on. Tano at 6'7", <laughs> he comes now with 240 pounds when we evaluated him. And 6'7", uh, 240 pounds going into his senior year and then came to our prospect camp and ran a 4'7", 440. There's probably not a lot of those guys out there. <laughs> If you know what I'm saying. None of those guys, Coach. There's none of them. That's a yes, that, That's what that is. <laughs> you know, so so Tano, different than Brian, though. Tano, um, you know, Brian came in and really could play right away, and he did. He ended up playing 
you know, during his freshman year and sophomore year, he had that thousand thousand year that I just mentioned. He missed his junior year uh, because of an injury. So fortunately we had him for two more after that. So he redshirted only out of necessity, uh, excuse me, only out of injury. Tano redshirted his freshman year. He wasn't ready to play coming in at 6'7", 240. Tano, uh, another local guy up here, just like you guys are, Wissahickon High School. Um, he went from football to basketball, basketball to track, track to probably summer basketball. So he wasn't a big weight room guy. You know, I don't think Tano really even envisioned, because I recruited Tano, I don't think he really envisioned himself being a not only an NFL Super Bowl champion, but I don't think he even envisioned himself being a Division One college football player, to be honest with you. Uh, his mom, Winifred, Winifred Buffeo, uh, very academic-oriented. Atano was also in the business school. He was a double major in accounting and finance, and uh, he ended up leaving Villanova with his MBA. So, you know, Tano is just one of those exceptional guys that, it clicked later on for him, you know, as a freshman, he redshirted as a redshirt freshman, he played sparingly. Um, and then his sophomore year, I remember, I think it was the year we opened up up at Syracuse and we lost in double overtime and, and Tano was in that game and had a pretty good game, but then he kind of nothing serious, but tweaked his knee and had to sit out a couple games. And I think that's when it really clicked for him. I think that's when he really realized that he missed not playing. If it makes sense. So he, but you know, the work ethic again, he has uh, one speed and that's full speed, whether we're out there in just helmets, whether we're out there in full pads or anything in between, he was going a million miles an hour. You know, um, when he went out to the combine, uh, you know, I guess it would be four years ago now, um, he set a record for the standing broad jump for people that weighed over 275 pounds. He did a standing broad jump at, um, I, I believe it was 10, eight, 10 feet, eight inches. No, no, that's sick. And he, uh, yeah, and he, and he weighed in so, and they had him weighed in at the combine at the time they had weigh-ins at the combine. He was six, seven, uh, two eighty nine. And, so, and did a 10, and did a 10 foot. And did a 10, eight standing broad jump out of the combine. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I know you're a man of your word. I, I just don't know if I can go into it. I don't know. No, I'm if I, sure. It's like a Bo Jackson tale. It's like a Bo I'm Jackson. Sure. I'm, I'm sure it's posted somewhere, so you can. <laughs> I'm gonna go find it. I'm gonna have to. And I was at the combine, so I probably have it recorded on my phone somewhere. Send it. Send it. <laughs> you know, but still, even when he got to the next level, right? I mean, he was a second-round draft pick. Uh, he has not been Villanova's highest draft pick. I think um, Howie Long still owns that, or Mike Ciani, one of those two guys, the great guys for Villanova that played uh, for the Raiders. All the, most of their career, if not all their career, with Howie and Mike Ciani, names that you guys are too young to probably remember. Um, but anyway, I think Howie or Mike were the highest picks uh, from Villanova. And then Ben Ijelana, a guy that I coached in the offensive line, he was a second rounder. I think he went just a couple picks earlier than Tano did. But even when Tano got to the Chiefs, right, he was a, uh, he's a freak athlete. That goes without saying. But again, it came with the hard work that he put in over the years with us and then heading into the combine and doing all the things he posted there. But he was, he's still learning. It's still new to him, if that makes sense. Yeah. And 
His first two years, he didn't have really a whole lot of success and a whole lot of stats because they were playing a different defense than they are now. They were playing a three-down front with Coach Sutton as the coordinator. And believe it or not, at 6'7 and 280 pounds, they had Tano uh, playing stand-up outside linebacker as opposed to D-end in the three-down front. And now with Coach Spags out there, Spagnola, the defense coordinator, Steve Spagnola, you guys know Spags. Spags and mm-hmm. coached together at Lafayette when I was at Lafayette before I came to Villanova. And Spags and I were roommates back in the day. Oh, but, oh wow. But, you know, Spags out there uh, and Brendan Daly, who's the D-line coach for the Chiefs, Brendan actually coached with us on two separate occasions. Uh, and now he came down from the Chiefs, uh, came to the Chiefs from the Patriots organization where he was most recently. But um, now they're back in a four-down front. And Tano's back at his more natural position. He's got his hand in the ground. He's playing that DN position. They move him around a little bit. I don't know if you watch much of the Chiefs this year. Obviously, with the uh, interest level we have in Tano, we try to watch as much as we can. Mm-hmm. But they put him all over. He's primarily a DN. But on certain passing situations, they do move him inside, more of a glorified three-tech to uh, you know occupy some of the guys inside to maybe let Jones and the other guys come off the edge and get the sacks as well. But um, he had a really good year, so we're real excited about Tano. I just saw him the other day. He's been working out. He's home now, and uh, he's been working out with Coach Mike Tucker, our strength coach. Uh, he comes into our facility probably at least three times a week, if not more, and gets his workouts in right here back at Homeschool Villanova. So uh, we're excited to have Tano around. And whenever you have the guys that come back, Tano's been around. Brandon Hittner, who was uh, with us, he's a Garnet Valley kid. He's in the NFL right now. He just got signed and picked up by the Colts. Um, so Hittner's been working out with Tano on a daily basis, and they've uh, been coming into our facility. So it's awesome to see them, and it's real good for our current players to see those type of athletes come in and, and see what they look like and see the work that they put in and see what it takes, as you said, Jake, see the work ethic that it takes to get to that next level. Because talent will get you so far, but the separator is the talent plus the attitude plus the work ethic. And those guys, just like we talk about with Brian Westbrook, definitely possess that, uh, which allows them to get to the next level and hopefully have long, uh, lengthy careers like Finneran and Westbrook did. Yeah. I mean, you, you said that that magic A word. I know that floats around Villanova all the time, attitude. That's right. something that you guys preach. But, Coach, before we let you get out of here, we're going to do two things, um, and then we'll call an episode again. Thank you so much for uh, you know for joining us today. So I just want I want you to leave – Two people with a message. First, your players. What, what do you want to tell – if you had to tell your players one thing that you want them to do and want them to focus on while they're at home, you know, taking care of themselves, you know, during this quarantine period. But what's your message to your players? Well, we have been doing Zoom meetings with our positional groups, mm-hmm. and almost all of them. And the message that I'm giving to our guys, especially right now, okay, because they just found out in the last few days – that they are not coming back and going back into the classroom for the rest of this semester. Right. And, and from the workout perspective, everyone is pretty much on the same page. So nobody that we're going to be playing is getting a huge advantage over us right now from that. So the message that I've been giving to the players and I'll give it to them again, right here and now (laughs) is make sure they stay on top of their academics, do what they need to do for the, next five weeks or whatever's left in this current semester that we're involved with. And uh, let's make sure we finish as strong as we can. So we have no worries from the academic standpoint when we do get the opportunity to get back with them and, and get the physical activity back in place. There you go. I love it. And then the last point, 
just the general public, give a message from the, you know, the head coach of Villanova football, anything you got going on, anything you want to let anybody know, we always give our guests an opportunity to kind of plug themselves. So. Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, I, I'm not one to plug myself and, uh, you know, I, I hope. Too modest, man. Too modest. I, I hope Villanova, you know, is known well enough where, you know, we have a lot of support within the local area and the community. So I'm excited about that. So I guess the message that I'm going to give everybody right now, um, and, and it's one that you've been hearing from a lot of people, but, you know, we wish everyone well from Villanova as opposed to to Villanova, you know, and uh, this thing is, is scary. And it's uh, something that, you know, I think the scariest part with the whole thing that we're all dealing with right now is the uncertainty of when is it going to end? So I, I guess the message that I want to deliver to everybody is be well, stay safe, uh, you know, do what they're asking us all to do. So hopefully we can get through this all together and get through this quicker rather than later. So, you know, I appreciate you guys having me on. And, uh, you know, this is trying times for everybody. So we're just praying for everyone that everyone's going to come out of this thing uh, better than going into it. And, you know, just stay well, be safe and you know, that's really the message I want to convey to everybody that may or may not be listening. You know, that's that's what we want to talk about right now. It's health and well-being is the, the topic right now. You know, no sports going on. So we got to talk about other things. And let's just make sure we can have everybody, uh, you know, come out of this thing in a good way. That's right. That's right. So, I, I, Jake, I think that's perfectly to us to do a little bit about the buzzer, Coach Wimway, at the end of our episodes. Uh, we have kind of a send-off statement from from all the hosts and we call it at the buzzer and get some shots up at the buzzer so i think you segue segued us into that perfectly so i'll start um you know a lot of people during this time are saying things they miss i miss going to work i miss seeing my friends i miss seeing my family coach you know what i miss i miss my barber i don't know if you guys can see <laughs> up here but it, it's and all around here it, it's getting crucial coach and like i just the, what, what really rocked my world, besides having to stay home from work, is I couldn't I couldn't go see my barber whenever I wanted to. And I didn't really feel that, and so I went to go make an appointment and realized everything was closed, and I got to live with, you know, the craziness. We're talking about craziness. This this up here under this hat is certainly craziness. So that's that's who I miss. My barber, Rome. If you're listening, man, I miss you. <laughs> can't wait for you to open back up so I can come get right, man. I can't I can't do it, but. That's all I got to say at the buzzer. Jake, got anything to say at the buzzer before we get out? Uh, I'm with you. Same reason I have a hat on right now. I won't take my hat off. It'll just <laughs> come out all over. It's getting too long. But um, I just hope that everyone stays safe. Uh, this is a good time to uh, kind of do work that you've been meaning to catch up on. I know that my room has been cleaned up like three different times and finding things I never even knew were in there or lost long ago. So just kind of catching up on all the uh, – all the things that get left behind in everyday life. So hopefully we, everyone comes out of this safe uh, and hopefully this is an expedient end to what's been a pretty scary time, but yeah, that's all I got. Of course. Of course. Well, thank you both again. Thank you, Mr. Ferrante, head coach of Villanova football for joining us today. We hope that we can provide, provide some entertainment in what, you know, we have all said are just trying times that for say the least. So for coach Ferrante and for my main man, Jake Galley, I am James Jackson. Thank you everyone for joining us. These have been the facts. Straight up. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you so much, Coach. Yep, thanks, Coach.